Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Welcome to Stance for Health. This is Karen Sebastian Worth, and I am here with Dr. Rodney Worth of Stance Chiropractic and Stance for Health and Stance Podcast. <laughs> Yes, we are so excited to be here again today, but we're talking about a very serious topic. An article came across our desk from Harvard talking about the fact that inflammation is at the root of four major life-threatening conditions in our current world. Can you guess what those might be? You've got the paper in front of you, but I'm asking you as the audience, can you guess that? Let's see. Let's start with. Well, it's the stuff that kills you when you first realize that you have it. That's cardiovascular disease. CVD Mm -hmm. is the other name for that. It's coronary artery disease. That can also affect the heart, obviously, because of inflammation to the muscles involving the heart the tunica media of the larger blood vessels. So then after that, we have diabetes. Yeah, you're in, you're affecting the pancreas and not just the pancreas, but all the endocrine organs. Wow. Cancer. Yeah. Inflama- inflammation in a general way is, is an injury to the body or a sense of threat that doesn't go away. And the fourth one, Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. It's actually when the brain is not getting stimulated, but it's also inflamed and it's not getting the right fuel or sufficient fuel. Therefore, it shrinks. And what we see in our society is a sense of, well, you got to die of something. Right. Well, this is a this is the definition of insanity. We keep doing the same thing generation after generation, but we don't realize that from the start, that's not something we can actually choose not to die of this. Exactly. Or right. not right. to die ill. Yeah. Not to die with all kinds of, of disability. Mm-hmm. Because each of those four that we talked about. The heart, diabetes, cancer, and Alzheimer's are extremely, extremely difficult on the person and on those that are caring for them. And so what we want to talk about today is what is inflammation? Because if that's at the root of these and there's something I can do about it, then I'm going to start doing something to change. We and have, I love what you said about insanity. We have this signal that the body receives, that there's something wrong, or there's a sense of threat. And it's, it could be a physical action. It's actually a physical action that the body produces chemicals that produce antibodies that produce. If you've heard of this, it's actually related to some of the diseases, disease processes we've heard within the last couple of years, known as cytokines. 
you can actually refer back to some of the literature that you what we that we hear about in relationship to what viruses do, spike proteins, namely what? COVID. We hear about what and, the and, cytokine storm. And it's not just COVID, it's every it uh it's every virus that 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 affects the it's perceived as a threat to the immune system. So let's back up just a teeny bit. Inflammation in and of itself is actually the body's response yes. to a threat. It is a general immune response. So it's not a bad thing. No, but here's the thing. It's, it's a little bit like when you reverse engineer this and you ask people about, well, how long has this been going on? Well, it's been going on for a year, year and a half, six months. That's chronic. In other words, that's the body going haywire. It's this early response going on for too long. And, and, and why would it go on for too long? Because the body's sense of threat and the macrophages or the antibodies continue or they persist in this kind of situation, physical, chemical, or emotional stress. So the body goes on overdrive to produce what it considers a threat and it actually damages the body. Yes. And you can actually exacerbate anything physical, anything chemical or anything emotional with any one of the other three perceived stressors. Does that make sense when I, when I say that? What are the other three? Well, if it's a, if it's a physical stress, it's an injury something like a car accident or, or you get, get hurt, get pushed from behind, you twist your ankle, you, uh, you cut yourself, you get shot by accident. I mean, any number of, of, of these processes that, that are physical, anything okay. physical. So it's physical and what are chemical 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 okay. is stuff that we say we need, we, we can, we need to die of something. Right. And then emotional that's something that could be under the radar. And it's this whole cascade of events that's happening emotionally that we don't even realize is actually perceived in the nervous system as a threat. That's the adrenal thyroid pituitary Access the endocrine system. Yeah, that goes right back to that. <laughs> yes, what general I, adaptative syndrome. Yes, you're seeing this big cycle going right. on. And all of how this stuff relates is amazing. It really is. And I love that our bodies are fearfully and wonderfully made, that God created us with the capacity that, let's say, a kid trips and, and falls or, or is riding their bike and, and scrapes their knee, that then that whole process where it gets red and swollen and then a scab, all of that is for healing. But that if that perception of threat continues, then it becomes <clears throat> chronic. And those are granulocytes. Those are the body's response to an, a perceived injury, short-lived white blood cells containing enzymes that are, are known as granulocytes that are designed to dissolve foreign substances. In other words, it's an immune response. Got it. It's a complement of an, an array of circulating proteins are known as eicosanoids. I know of those because that happened a lot in the, in the Bailiwick or skill set that I had for 10 years. And it was in personal injury personal when injury. people get in car collisions, mm -hmm. enzymatic activity that produces these white blood cells. We saw neutrophil uh, increase, eicosanoids. 
but breaking of the cell wall and a production of their, the body's antibodies because of things of chemicals that are in the body circulating in the uh, in and around the cell, the extracellular tissue that the body perceives as a threat. It's not supposed to be there. It's in a, it's in a space that it doesn't belong. It's a body perceives as a foreign body. And there's other places in the body that can, that can actually happen. It's a little bit like breaking open the cell wall in the gut. The same thing's happening in the gut. Therefore it's also happening in the brain because it's circulating in the blood, in the blood system of the cardiovascular system. It opens up these, these gap junctions. We talked about this with regard to general adaptative syndrome, but also in, in reference to leaky gut. If you have leaky gut, you have inflammation, generalized inflammation or systemic inflammation that affects your whole body. And also therefore immediately through the bloodstream affects the brain because those white blood cells then circulate and occupy a space that they don't belong. And it allows for uh, a transference from one side to the other in a blood brain barrier. So it's interesting that you should say that because I've got another article here and there's just all kinds of things out there right now about inflammation, or maybe it's because we got that kind of car and you see it everywhere, but this is the thing. In 1899, aspirin was developed and it was considered the first anti-inflammatory. And what happened though with that is that they also, by the middle of the 20th century, doctors began to prescribe corticosteroids, which is the anti-inflammatory medicine that's similar to the body's hormone cortisol, cortisol. Okay. Full stop. When you have too much cortisol in your body, what happens at the wrong time? Your body increases cortisol in the morning and it decreases it throughout the midday into the evening. Well, for one thing, you can't sleep. If there's one, what's, what's another? That basically it creates that chronic it does. inflammation. So the yes. very, wow. So then DHEA levels, uh, because of the ratio between cortisol and DHEA, your body can't heal itself as quickly. So that very same thing that you're saying, I want, I want to decrease this is a reciprocal because then your body can't heal because DHEA is not as active on the body. That's which is a healing factor or a recovery factor or a rejuvenation factor. Then we came out with, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Then we came out with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. We're saying the same thing. That basically people take like their candy. Yes. It's, it's here, here, here. We have a generation here. The very same people with due respect to, if you've ever thought this, I've thought it myself, if, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a, it's a chemical. Maybe you say, well, you know what? I like drinking wine. I like drinking beer, or I, I like, maybe you're listening to this for the first time. And you're the one person that's listening to this, that thought they're not going to mention me because, because I do, uh, I do, uh, gummies in the, that, uh, that, that happen to have this substance in them. That's, that's produced by marijuana, CBD. Well, guess what? That is a, that's that actually has a deleterious effect in the long run if it's in excess in the it, and it has to go through the the liver clearance and and the, of course then that's we're talking about adrenals and thyroid 
because cannabinoid substances are things that the body finds to be a, there's, there's actually a site in the brain that is easy for that to occupy. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not against the subdural or the, or the, the transference through, through skin absorption. It's when it gets into excess, you actually take it through the hepatic portal system or you get it into circulating blood through in, inhalants. So uh, you, if you're listening to this and you go, wait a minute, that's, he's, he's talking about something that's, that's near and dear to my heart because I just, that's the discovery that I thought that was going to, that's an anti-inflammatory that helps me feel better. There are ways to do that so that it doesn't create toxicity and therefore uh, the negative, the negative loop, very same thing. So that's just another way of producing a problem that doesn't need to happen. That takes us to another subject that I'm seeing here that, that relates to inflammation, chronic inflammation that affects an endocrine system, an endocrine organ, obviously because of your body becomes desensitized to its own sugar or insulin, also known as the pancreas, that's diabetes. And that's what they're saying. If you're going to check to see if you are in the dangerous place with inflammation is that when you do get your annual checkup, check for CRP, that's C-reactive protein, because it's an inflammation marker. And if, if it's ranked too high, if it's over three, then you're much more likely to have any of these four that we're talking about. So I think what we're really saying here is that one of the major drivers of this is what we're doing for intake. Intake meaning what? What you eat. Diet, what you put in your mouth. Your lifestyle. Yes. What I found interesting about the second article that I was reading is it said, it's only been in the last 20 years that we have begun to recognize that lifestyle affects this. And I find that so fascinating because it's just getting worse. It, this isn't getting better. And so I think that we keep coming back to the same circle, the yes. same place yes. in the circle that if there's something that you can do to bring this inflammation down, then do it. So what we're really saying is this, is we're saying that there is a, a diet out there that, uh, that many people in the, in the Mediterranean area have taken on as a lifestyle that was that's thousands of years old. And said it, we call it the Mediterranean diet because it's anti-inflammatory in its processes, low in sugar and the, and then high in the right kind of carbs, high in the right kind of proteins and, and high in the right kinds of fats. And especially the one, two of the blue zones where they have the highest number of centenarians, there's five of those, two of those are, are Mediterranean so they don't exactly eat the same thing, but they grow a lot of their own food. But that's, there's some food. commonality. Yeah, there. And, definitely. And we have what's considered a sad diet. It's, <laughs> it's a standard American diet, but it's also what's happened in the West. It's happened in the developing industrial worlds, and we've taken it as okay. Because why? Because it's generational. Mom and dad did it. Grandma did it. Great grandma did it. Therefore, it must be okay because they wouldn't want to poison us. Well, that's that's a strong way of saying it's an extreme, but we have to get your attention with this because this is the kind of stuff that's killing people early. Yes. And 
We know that cancer is so controversial that sometimes people shy away from it. That's one of the reasons that I. Well, my late wife died of it and I had some cancer cut off of my body. So it's near and dear to my heart. And I'm, I'm okay with embracing the fact that it's a reality. It's so what do we have to do to change that statistic? Exactly. What's out there? Inflammation is it's like the disease for everything. So what this particular article from Harvard noticed that there was a study done nearly 150 years ago, and a pathologist, Rudolf Virchow, termed cancer a quote-unquote wound that doesn't heal. And he noticed that long ago that tissues from malignant tumors contained high concentrations of inflammatory cells. So his hypothesis was that tumors are formed at sites of chronic inflammation. So I love that it says recent evidence suggests that he is right. About 15% of cancers, including cancers of the liver, cervix, and stomach are closely linked to infectious diseases. And of course, we all are familiar and we did make a lifestyle change when it came to recognizing that cigarette smoke and smoking and inhaling secondhand smoke. And I'm grateful that we made that change because it's huge. We actually, along with those lines, we had a question that was asked of us a year to two years ago is if, if you could do something that would reduce your mortality, in other words, risk early death, that you wouldn't finish your race early, if you could do something to prevent that or reduce that risk, that it was 50 to 60% effective or more, would you do it? Is there a pill that you would take? Is there an activity that you would do? Is what would you, yes, everybody go, yeah, I want it. What is that? Until you say change what you eat. Why? Because Because we are inflammatory. Yes. Mm -hmm. We are addicted to our current way of eating. And when you talk to people about eating. And I've, I just had a, a client for the fat zapper and I won't say exactly what she said. She couldn't stop eating, but she said, I'm not, I'm giving up everything, but this, by the end of our conversation, as we talked about it, do you realize that this is doing this to you? And, and here she we said, I'll try. Here we she? are. Here we are in the land of the free. We can eat whatever we want. We can think whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. We can say whatever we want. We can whatever, fill in the blank. I think this is part of it. And it's it's like, if you recognize that what you're doing is contributing to that, would you change your mind about what you're eating? That's what we're asking you to consider. This is a this is a wake-up call for a lot of you that don't know us. You've never heard of us. You've never seen us face-to-face. But this is what we're seeing over and over and over in the literature. And it's not because we don't want you to eat what you want. It's because we want you to eat what you want and realize that what you're eating is killing you. Stop. What you're eating is okay to taste, but it's not okay for your body function. It's not okay. In other words, if you could pull all this back, pull away the veil, and just look at what Mediterraneans do. Why do they? Why do so many people in these blue zones live so long? It's because they live a lifestyle that has du- been duplicated for for centuries, and they don't have to. They don't have to think about. They're not stuck in this idea that it, that it necessarily only tastes good, but it fun- helps you function well. And the reality is that the increase of Alzheimer's 
is staggering. It's incremental with the, in, the increased ratio of six to uh, omega six to three, and that's what I wanted to say next. Is yeah, we're, yeah. We can't, in, and that's your body's uh, ability to repair itself and to deal with this inflammatory process within on the level of the cell and the mitochondria. The COX port is when you look at the research that omega three actually helps inhibit. COX better than, than COX-2 inhibitors for so many reasons, but it's helping your body deal with the inflammatory process. You would, you'd have, you'd rethink, okay, what kind of oils am I allowing into my body? And I'd start reading labels. And that's exactly what we did. And I love that in our next episode, we're going to talk about how do we implement quickly an anti-inflammatory way of eating? Because it's critical. So if you got this far and you and and you're still listening to us, good for you because this is designed for for you if you have a uh, if you have a goal to go the distance. If you have a if you have a desire to reduce the inf- inflammation and the diseases that kill you early, this is for you. If you listen to this long, good for you because it is literally good for you to hear what we're saying. We had to hear this too. I've dealt with cancer. Cancer has come close to me. This is a biggie for me. But cancer is just one of them. We're also talking about Alzheimer's, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease. And so when we think about these lifestyle changes, that's what we're talking about. Incremental, small, but incremental health changes. Choices you make every day. Not overnight. But what if it, what if you could make what if you could live your life in such a way now that in 18 months it, you'd be living a different life and your taste buds would change and your desire for different foods would change and you'd say, okay, forget all that stuff that lies behind. What am I doing as I press forward? Exactly. And that's what Stands for Health is about. We are passionate about it, as you can tell. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, more than just maybe, but we live this stuff because it's making a difference in our lives. And the bottom line, too, is that it's not just to reach a ripe old age and be all decrepit, but it's to avoid the disability that we have come to associate with being a certain age. And that age is different for everyone. And so we want to encourage you to keep on listening to Stance for Health, because we're going to give you some really good answers. But just real quickly, what are the things that just if there were five things they could do for the anti-inflammatory? Well, I mean, it's obviously staying physically active because yes. that's a stimulation to your brain. Your body needs fuel. It needs connection and it needs stimulation. But active throughout the day, your body's made to move every 15 minutes. So, but at, but there's a peak uh, a series of peak exercises known as HIT. It's not just a style of exercise; it's a way of life. You're, you're, we're actually designed to have an increase in heart rate throughout the day, and, and that's also going to help you with another one of these, which is to maintain a healthy weight. It's not good to be yo-yoing up and down. No, no, it's not. It's not. None of the stuff is meant to be just weight loss. It's meant to be lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so we've we've actually talked about. I can't say fruits because I can't speak 
from that perspective in the, in the West is that we have this fruit that's actually genetically modified to have more sugar, but we can say, okay, increase your, your vegetables, increase your healthy oils. In other words, things that mostly contain omega-3s. And stay away from processed foods. Instead of saturated fats that are mm-hmm. high in omega-6s mm-hmm. and high in lectins. Mm-hmm. We'll go into more detail about that. And that's all of that that we said previous to this will actually help you maintain a, a healthy weight. Yes, it will. Yeah. And then we've already talked about the tobacco products, but other toxins. And we have podcast around one of the biggest toxins that's in food, prepackaged food, which is your MSG and aspartame. So we'll have a link for that in the show notes, but also be careful with alcohol consumption as well. And and with that, along with other toxins that relate to the brain and sugar and all those different things is if you don't get enough sleep, if you're, if you're thinking negative thoughts and if you're, uh, there, there are things that we can do that we have to go out of our way to help our bodies recover from that. And that would include certain nutrients that go along with these things that are depleted by those activities. And we'll go into more detail about that in coming podcasts also. We love talking to you about. We do. This is it. Just flows off of our hearts, and we, uh, when we say this, we want to help you take your Your stance stance for health. We'll talk to you again next time. We love you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us at Stance for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.